Hey, really quick before we get started, as always, thanks for being here. I really do appreciate you. So I have a special deal for you um, that if you join my email list from this episode, if you shoot me an email at rhitchcock at highpointcapitalgroup.com with the subject of podcast, I'll add you to my email list and enter you into a drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card. The drawing will be in a couple weeks from this recording. Uh, please check my website for more details at rhitch.com. Now, I'm not looking to spam you on this email list. I hate spam. My email list, or to my email list, I provide quick, exclusive, and timely financial education and content directly to you. I try to cut through the noise and give you my unique perspective and experience in the financial and investment industry to help you, uh, the listener, out as much as I can. Truly, that is my goal. So disclosure, nothing said in this podcast or any of my podcasts should be considered advice. Always seek out myself or your own personal financial advisor for advice relating to your specific situation. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Breakaway Podcast where I try to take confusing personal financial planning topics and try to break them down into plain English for the everyday person. My hope is that these conversations will help you break away from your own financial confusion and end up on the right path to reaching your financial goals. I am Ryan Hitchcock, your host, and I am a financial planner with High Point Capital Group out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, okay, I am recording this podcast on January 30th, 2021, which is the end of one of the most bizarre weeks in the investment world I have really ever seen. Unless you were living under a rock, we all just witnessed the meteoric rise of GameStop stock and a few others such as AMC, BlackBerry, Nokia, even a local company in Milwaukee here where I live named Cost Corporation. But this was different in that a Reddit subpage called Wall Street Bets was the online hub or the online community where individual investors got together, they combined their buying power something like we've never seen before, and they bought into GameStop stock, in this example, with the goal to increase its stock price, and in turn, sticking it to the big hedge funds with big short positions on that stock. And this created what might be one of the biggest short squeezes the market has ever seen. So wow, what a ride it was. I was on the edge of my seat all week, literally. But let's uh, break it down a little bit. Okay, so there, there's a lot going on in this story from the Reddit chat rooms, the restricted tradings on certain platforms, regulations, this David versus Goliath story, congressmen and women are getting involved, social media networks are getting involved, even Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports um, was going off on it as well. So it's all been very entertaining, but I'm going to leave most of that stuff for you to read on your own. We'll touch on it maybe later in a different episode, but if you like everyone in the world right now, you've probably Googled either shorting a stock or what is a short squeeze, this new term. So I actually want to dive into what these things actually are beyond what Google just tells you and give you some real world mechanics of how they work. And I think by doing this, it'll help you see how this all fits together and how GameStop got caught right in the middle of the crosshairs in it all. So yes, this might be a little technical, but hoping it will go beyond what you read online to give you a good perspective of how this story fits together. 
So like I said, if you look up online what shorting a stock is, you see that it says you are borrowing a stock to sell now with the obligation to buy it back at a later date. Makes sense, right? You get that clear as mud? It's confusing. It's really confusing to actually bet that a company's stock price will go down. So I think if I walk you through the mechanics of actually shorting a stock, you might have a better idea of what this entails. But I think to do this, we have to work backwards. Or I like to call it Tarantino this. If you like Tarantino films, we know where uh, the start is, and then we work backwards to figure out the answer. So if I frame it, I actually want to start with margin. So what is margin? A margin agreement essentially lets you borrow from your brokerage company inside your brokerage account in a couple different ways. One way is if you're hoping a stock actually goes up, your brokerage company can loan you 50% of the purchase price of a stock. Now the exact amount varies depending on your brokerage firm and the investment, but if I say it a different way, margin uh, is a loan to potentially purchase double the amount of stocks than you could using cash or just your own cash. For example, if you have $5,000 cash in a margin approved brokerage account, you could buy up to $10,000 worth of stock. You would pay 50% and your brokerage would firm would loan you the other 50%. People do this because of their potential chance to magnify their gains if the stock price goes up in this example. Because if it does, all you have to do is pay back the loan, just like any other loan, plus some interest, but you get to keep the remaining profits. It is leverage. For example, let's say that you buy 200 shares of a $50 stock. So you use your $5,000 in cash and you borrow the other $5,000 on margin to give you a $10,000 position. Now, if that stock were to go up, let's say your shares are now worth $14,000. Your position started at $10,000 with your original $5,000 you put in, but now it's worth $14,000. What you do is you sell the stock, you pay back that $5,000 you borrowed on margin, plus let's say $400 of interest, theoretically, which would leave you $8,600. So of that now position, you get a profit to $3,600 from your original $5,000. So it's a really good way to leverage your investment. However, there is a big reverse side of margin and it's very dark and scary. So remember in our example, the stock you purchase provides the collateral for your loan. But also remember, stocks go up and down in price daily but the amount you borrow stays the same. So if your stock goes down, but you wanted it to go up, but you now might not meet what they call the margin requirements. And this is usually 30% or something close to, depending on the brokerage firm. And if this is the case, you will get what's called a dreaded margin call. And if this happens, your brokerage firm will ask you to immediately deposit more cash into your account to meet that minimum equity requirement. So let's break this down. In our earlier example of you using $5,000 of your own money and $5,000 of the margin loan to then have a $10,000 total position of a stock, assuming no other cash in your account, this example gives you that 50% equity. But if that stock drops to $6,000, now it's worth $6,000, your equity would actually drop to only $1,000. 
And that, how we get there is now the stock's worth $6,000. We have to subtract the $5,000 margin loan because that stays the same. And that leaves you with $1,000 of equity. So to meet your margin requirement, which is 30% in our example, 30% of $6,000 is $1,800. You only have 1000 in there of equity. So you would have to come up with $800 in cash to put into your account to meet that margin requirement. So it gets tricky, I know, it's, it's confusing, but I'll tie this all in as we continue. So the second way to use margin is when you are hoping a stock goes down. So in our example of this, this episode of game stocks and shorts and short squeezes, this is a way to short a stock. So essentially your brokerage company will lend you the actual stock for you to sell now at the current market price. Your hope is then to repurchase that stock at a later date if it falls at a lower price. Then you pocket that gain. So let's run through an example on this too. So you believe that a stock trading at $100 per share, it will go down. You think that's too high of a price. Therefore, you borrow the 100 shares from your brokerage firm in your margin account and you sell those shares to the market. So now you essentially have shorted 100 shares of that stock, which you do not own, with the hopes that you're gonna buy that stock back at a later date at a lower price. So let's continue. So a week later, that stock price actually falls to $90 per share. So you were right. You sold it at $100, and now you decide to close that short position, so you buy back the 100 shares on the open market at that $90 per share. So you return those shares to the brokerage firm. This is what's called buy to cover. Therefore, you profit the $10 per share, which is $1,000, so $10 per share at 10 shares gives you $1,000 for the whole transaction, and that's not including any commissions or interest. Now, margin and margin requirements are still in play here as well because your brokerage firm will require you to have the funds or cash in your account to cover these short positions like we talked about on the other side of the trade. So if your short position turns against you, that price of the stock you shorted actually goes up when you wanted it to go down you will have to add more cash to meet your margin requirements or you will have to close that position and, and buy to cover. So let's continue in our example. So if our example, you shorted the $100 stock. So you sold it at $100, hoping to buy it back at a later date and at a lower price. But now the stock price has increased to $110 per share. So $10 more than what you actually sold it already for but you decide to cut your losses and say, I'm out, I'm gonna close my position. So you need to buy to cover those 100 shares on the open market, which is $110 per share now. So your loss will be $10 per share now, which is $1,000, excluding any commissions or interests, but because you had to buy back at that higher price. So with short sales, the reward is potentially limited since the most the stock can really decline is zero, right? While the risk is theoretically unlimited because the stock's value can keep climbing till infinity. And this, my friends, leads into what a short squeeze is and why GameStock was the perfect target. GameStock had a big percentage of short interest out there. 
You can look these things up and, and people did. Short interest is the amount of shares borrowed and sold short versus just the total amount of shares out there. And GameStop actually had over 100% of their shares outstanding that were sh sold short. And this gets confusing. It is possible, a conversation for another episode, but if you want to look it up on your own on how a short interest can be above 100% in a stock, it gets a little crazy. And it was known that big hedge funds out there were the ones putting these shorts on the stock, specifically GameStop in this situation. So that's where Wall Street Bets and um, Reddit came in, and these retail investors decided to go against those short interests. They combined their buying power by the millions, and they bought up GameStop stock. They pushed the price up to insane levels. This left the hedge funds with these short positions, and they needed to make decisions, those two decisions I just described. They either have to maintain their bet that the price is going to go down, but now they have to pour tons of more money into their accounts to meet their margin requirements because the stock went up so high. And we're talking billions of dollars that they would have to keep doing this to keep their positions open. Or they can decide to close out their position and be done, take their losses and go home. But they do this by buying to cover. So they go out and they have to buy the stock at the higher price. And this is what happened. So the short positions get closed out, meaning they bought the stock at the higher price. And when they do this, they buy it at literally the highest higher price. And this puts more fuel on the fire and pushes the price of the stock up even more. It's crazy. It just keeps going and keeps going. And that is what a short squeeze is. The shorts, people with the short positions, get squeezed out either one of two ways. And their position either has to get liquidated or they have to keep putting more money in on their bets. And it's literally a battle of the stock price. And for the most part, it looks like the retail individual investors really took it to some of those big hedge funds. Now, there's a lot that's still going to be written and talked about in this story, but hopefully this discussion on margin, short selling, and really what short squeezes all are helps you frame the recent drama here of GameStop. And as always here, thanks for listening. That's all I have for today. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit my website at rhitch.com slash resources. I have PDF downloads and white papers. And remember at the beginning of the episode here to enter your email into uh, my email list for a uh, raffle for a $50 Amazon gift card. And until next time, be well. High Point Capital Group is located at 1200 North Mayfair Road, Suite 300, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53226, phone number 414-253-4600. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Sage Point Financial, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sage Point Financial is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Sage Point Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Indexes cannot be invested in directly, are unmanaged, and do not incur management fees, costs, and expenses.